Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the Best Life. studio what's up we had an earthquake yesterday i know that was so incredible it was <laughs> i had you had you felt one here before yet no not oh, in southern really? california i my i felt one earthquake or maybe a couple aftershocks it but when i was like 10 years old in northern california so that was my first one here yeah it was my only my second one my first one was the first year i lived here in santa monica oh did you have one then mm-hmm. and i remember being like what's happening right now it's like you know when you're dr- like drunk and you're like a little <laughs> bit like you try to move and like the earth starts spinning it's literally yeah. that <laughs> you're like uh yeah we're sober i actually saw a few people post about that they were like thought they were drunk but it was it was like 10 30 in the morning so <laughs> they probably not say it can't happen although it was a holiday so yeah. that actually makes more sense yeah it was so funny we were sitting here in the living room i think I think when you're up like a few floors, it's it more feels, you feel it more. Yeah. So I saw people walking up the street while it was happening and they didn't even notice didn't feel it. it. But we were sitting in the apartment and just the blinds and hangings on the wall started uh, like shaking and swaying. And it's funny. I had people, did you people text, a couple of people text me and like, are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. My, my parents actually texted me and they said they felt it in Las Vegas. So yeah, we looked it up and it was right in between Vegas and LA and you guys, we are okay. It was really pretty small. It was pretty small. Yeah. yeah. Everything stayed on the, hung on the walls. Nothing fell. But Pip was, had her first one. Yeah. I was kind of hoping it would be bigger just for an excitement, but then, you know. Then damage and stuff. Then you're like, yeah, maybe that was fine. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so we're actually, here in LA. We yeah. uh, spent the day yesterday skateboarding down the strand in Manhattan Beach, Hermosa Beach, Super fun um, drinks with the people. Set out the beach, the volleyball, and today we are getting back to work. So we saw each other fairly recently. It was like what two weeks ago. Yeah, but I know that you are on the move this summer. You have a ton. It's just like not. I feel like you're even doing more travel than you were doing at one point. I know. So funny. I keep saying this year is going to be less. And I was looking at my like thing from last year and I've almost caught up for the entire 12 months that I have in six months. Oh my God, which is so insane. <laughs> well, good. So yeah, we want to get on and talk a little bit about travel. So this is timely. It is summertime here in the States and a lot of people have maybe a little bit of an unpredictable schedule, mm-hmm. holidays, vacations, barbecues. And as much as a lot of at times it's fun, it can also be really anxiety producing. Um, how to navigate a schedule that is not a routine schedule. I know for me, especially when I was in like that very obsessive eating and exercise, I hated anything that was out of my routine. Yep. I hated travel. I hated, you know, having to be at someone else's house. I hated social events. It always made me feel so out of control. 
And I always remember only feeling as if I could eat, quote, clean if I was in my house with my food in my kitchen. And I really used to get scared about like what I would picture happening yeah. when I went out of town because I didn't trust myself. Yeah. Especially, I, we don't need to talk just about exercise and, and nutrition, but I think that's probably a big piece of what people might be a little bit nervous about. Yeah, definitely. I remember just even being invited to barbecues in town and thinking I got to bring my own food. So I'd have Tupperware and I'd eat right before we went in. So mm -hmm. that way people would go, oh, here's some food. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not hungry. hungry. I, I already ate. And which wasn't true because I was always hungry, <laughs> but I didn't want to eat what was there. And I was so scared to know if there was anything quote unquote safe to eat. And then traveling was another thing. I know you and I saw a gal on oh my Instagram gosh. stories yeah. uh, the other day and she literally brought her own rice cooker, her own mini grill. There wasn't a microwave at the hotel or Airbnb. So she went and bought one and she did all the full shopping. And I was like, dang, look at this. And Jill and I were talking about it just because we thought we've both been there, but also thinking like how awful to have to go through all of that. Cause I was just saying, I was just saying to Jill, if anything happened, like let's say we just snuck into her Airbnb, we stole her microwave, her life would be like be falling apart. She wouldn't know what to do. And I think that's not a great place to be. You should be able to be adaptable and figure stuff out. And when you're so dependent on having everything be just so, I feel like there's, it's almost a crutch. It is. And that's how I see it now. But mm -hmm. back then, was that your mentality? My, back then, my mentality was I'm disciplined. Yes. I am. I don't want to say it, but like I felt better than. Yes. I felt like, okay, well, everyone else is like going to go out and they're going to eat this disgusting food. And like, I'm the one who's disciplined and I'm committed and I'm dedicated. And like, I took pride in that actually. I definitely It did. took like my mom being like, Jill, that's so weird. Like when I brought like, just I'd bring my food to like up to visit them, yeah. like my parents. And I would be like, okay, we'd be at a mall. And I remember distinctly eating like dry, cold chicken breast and like this disgusting vegetables, like in a mall parking lot. And my mom was just sitting there like, and I mean, they weren't judging me, but she literally was like, Jill, this is the weirdest thing. And at the time I was like, you just don't understand this life. Uh huh. Uh huh. And so I, I mean, not that I don't think we were like talking shit about the, the woman whose story we saw, but it just really did almost bring back memories of mm -hmm. God. I remember that mentality so much. And I'm so grateful to not be there anymore. Yeah, I do too. Like I felt the same way. I felt like I was more disciplined. I remember even people saying, gosh, I wish I could be as disciplined as you. Yeah. I wish I could do that. And I, I would take pride in that. Being like, like, well, you could, you just have to choose it. And yep. no, I'm now I see it very different as it's interesting. I interviewed Kelsey Heenan and in Portland last week and she suffered with anorexia. We were talking about where you're in control at the beginning and then there becomes a point where it's like it flips and that behavior controls you. Mm. And suddenly you can't go anywhere without having all of those like rituals and things in place and you're not in control anymore. And yeah. so I think that that's when it comes down to like where it becomes an unhealthy behavior or obsession. So I think that's a big important thing. And then when people are traveling, it's funny because when I was a personal trainer, you would think that summertime would be the busiest because everybody wants bikini body or something, but summer would slow down because that's when people are traveling. Sure. So it is a time where people get less exercise. They may be outside more yep. and doing more outdoor activities, but they tend to maybe work out in the gym less or be off of their routine. And so that can also cause anxiety. I know, you know, when I travel, um, I don't always look for a gym where I can work out. I used to. And now I just figure I can always do something outside or I could do something in the hotel room. And so I'm not too worried about it or the opposite of 
I'm on vacation. Fuck it. I'm not going to work out at all. Yeah. I'm going to eat whatever I want. Right. I think most people, especially when they're in that like very heavy control mechanism mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. stage, that they only see it two ways. Most people will go to, I'm going to try to just replicate my home routine at this hotel room or this Airbnb and be perfect with it, which can potentially make you miserable. And honestly, everyone you're traveling with can be miserable too. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but that kind of behavior is like off-putting to people who are not in that space, you know? So if you have a, a spouse or a partner or friends or family who like get it and they're cool with that, that's fine. But most people either do that or like you said, they say, fuck it. And I'm in vacation mode. I feel like I earned this. I've been so good. Um, this is a reward for me. And I'm just going to deal with the aftermath when I get back. When I get back to my kitchen and my food and my gym, then I'll be in control again. And I think the biggest message that we want to kind of like help get across today and maybe give some tactics is there's an opportunity to navigate the middle and it doesn't need to be all or one and navigating the middle really does keep you the fucking same. Like I think it's not a lot of work and your clothes still fit. Like you're going to still feel good. You're not going to have, even if you do have that overindulgence when it comes to eating, it's like maybe it doesn't have an impact on your physique, which I think like as soon as you go, oh my God, I've been so bad. Like yesterday, I'll give an example. Like yesterday on the 4th of July, like we drank a lot. Yep. And it was just like, cool, I'm just going to have cocktails. I'm not going to stress about it. And I woke up today and you look the exact same. The yeah. only thing that could potentially be different is your perception of yourself. So how many of us got up the next day after a holiday and we like look at our stomach and we like pull this and we pinch here and we're like, ah, oh, I can tell. I'm sorry, you look the fucking same. Yeah, yeah. You think you look different. It's 100% <laughs> in your head. So you either go, oh my God, I need to do this is me. 90 minutes on the Stairmaster. Yep. Or, you know, oh, it's holiday weekend. Fuck it. I'm going to deal with it on Monday. Yeah. And I think that you can wake up and like just exercise normally and just like eat normally today. And you literally lost no ground yesterday. Yes. Yes. And I think this also goes to, I mean, this goes with exercise, this goes with food and even work since we have a lot of people who have maybe a full-time job, they're working their business on the side. How do you continue to work through the weekends? How do you continue? Like if you're on vacation, do you just throw your phone in the ocean and you don't pay attention to anything on the online space? Or or do you still check in? And how do you set boundaries with with all of it? With all of it, one of the things I found is since I basically been living out of a suitcase and traveling for eighteen months now, is I had to realize that I'm not always on vacation because I could be the person who's like cool and visiting people. Like I'll travel and I'll see people I haven't seen in a long time, and they want to go out to dinner, or they want to go out to drinks, and so yep. there's this whole thing of when you go out with somebody you haven't seen, like oh you want guys want to get appetizers, and then hey you want dessert and you want drinks, and I was going you know I'm doing this a lot. I can't get appetizers, a full meal, dessert and drinks every time I go out yep. because it's just too much. And I could do it like push myself to where, you know, you're uncomfortably full, but you're just doing it because everybody's there. And once I realized that this was my life now, that I'm yep. not like going home on Monday and I can't start on Monday, I had to manage and get rid of the like FOMO of, oh, well, I'm not gonna be able to have dessert or I'm not gonna be able to like, right do this because it's not really a vacation for me. This is my lifestyle. So for me, one of the strategies I started doing was like sharing meals. Like you and I often will travel together and if we want it, if people are getting all the appetizers, we'll like, we'll both get a drink, we'll share the appetizers, and then maybe we'll split an entree. And that's helped a lot. And um, we'll go, okay, if we're still hungry after, like we give ourselves permission to like order something else. Yeah. And we've done that before. It's funny. I've actually... um had to fill Jeff in on this because he's been, you know, 
going with me lately and we've been traveling a lot together and I always remind him I'm like <laughs> he probably I think Keith and Jeff get this a lot I'm always telling him like what Jill says and <laughs> and Keith is apparently doing yep. that with me but you know he's like we'll go out we're so hungry because we you know waited too long to eat so we're looking at all the options like we want this 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 and this and I'm like how about we just start with the two appetizers and then we'll see how we feel and see if we want to order the entree yeah. and I would say four out of five times we are like pretty full after the appetizers we order yeah. and then we don't end up ordering the entree or we just order one more appetizer because we're like, you know what? The entree would be way too big. And so it is this, we've been there before where you order too much because your eyes are bigger than your stomach yeah. and then you're like, you've got all this food left over Ugh. or you just do. And I've just, it's been such a helpful tool to me of going, I can always order more after I can eat what I have and then I can order more after. And that has saved me so much money (laughs) and it (laughs) saved me so much just of that uncomfortable feeling of I ate it because it's there. Cause I really have that kind of habit and the mentality of like clear your plate don't leave things totally. and I've always hated to leave food and, and also like wasting. sometimes food just tastes delicious so you just want to keep yes. eating it yeah. it's hard to stop even if you like can know like oh my god I'm getting so like so full right now yeah yeah That's I think a- you know I call it surfing the disappointment mm. and that works that really resonates with my clients when like we're t- talking about moderation 365 or mindfulness there's that moment when again you hit the restaurant and to your point I think for me what helped a lot was starting to eat out more and I know it's not feasible for everyone but one of the questions I get a lot is how do you get over the feeling of like, I'm eating out. I want to make this super special because I don't do this all the time. It's a special occasion. I think for me, normalizing eating out meant like, I'm, this is my lifestyle now. You know, I and when I say eating out, I don't mean like going to like five-star restaurants. I mean like going to Whole Foods and getting a salad or, you know, getting takeout, a salad, like something that is still feels special, but I know like I'm going to have something else tomorrow. So it's fine. And I think it just normalizes it. So again, you kind of surf that disappointment. And if you just order something, maybe not everything that you want or like the most disgusting thing on the menu, which a lot of us do when we go out to dinner because we're like, ah, like I haven't been to the Cheesecake Factory in forever. So I definitely want to get this like fettuccine Alfredo or whatever, you know, but like then you remind yourself, like, let me just start with something healthy and let me surf the disappointment of not getting the most disgusting thing. And you literally forget about it in like 30 seconds. You do. You do. Like, I mean, how, like, I don't know if the, if the server comes by and they're like, oh, do you want, would you like some bread? And you're like, and you do want it because it's fucking delicious, <laughs> but you're like, no, we're good. And then there's that like 20 seconds of like, ah, like a roll would be amazing right now, especially if you're hungry. Yep, right? I'm yep. not saying like don't have bread ever. Sure. I'm just saying like, it's not what you actually want. Yep. At the end of the meal, you're going to be so much more satisfied and happy if you just eat exactly what you want instead of forcing yourself to go overboard because you feel like that you have to have the full experience. Yes. We do that vacation all the time, right? Like all you can eat buffets and cruises and all inclusive resorts, like how we pay the same amount of money regardless yep, yep. And yet somehow we feel like in order to, for it to feel valuable and to get our money's worth we have to stuff ourselves how does that make any fucking sense yeah it is really funny I always thought about the buffet idea of getting your money's worth because I'm going well you're just packing it all into your body and it's hard and it's a big reason why I don't like going to buffets because it can be easy to get into that mentality and and also there's so many things I'm one of those people who has a hard time making um a decision, like I will read everything on the menu and I'm like, Ooh, I want that and that and that. And when you're at a buffet, you can try it all. Yep. And then you get into that place of like where you had everything. So yeah, I like the, I really like the strategy of starting with a few things, seeing how you feel and then ordering um, and taking your time. And then I also think that there is like meal time wise, you know, when I was competing and traveling a while I was competing, it was like I had to eat meals at a certain time. 
at seven, at 10, at one, you know, at four, like I'm eating on the clock. And when you're traveling, time zones change. And I started to just really have to listen to like, I'm hungry right now. And if it's four in the afternoon, which is often a time where when I'm traveling, it's like, maybe it was noon or lunchtime at home or it's dinner, but it's four. I'm like, should I wait till dinner or should I, um, you know, what do I do? And oftentimes I'll just eat then, you know, I go, I'll have something small now. Maybe I'll have some egg white bites at Starbucks and then I could do dinner later. Or I just happen to have a meal now. And then I end up eating something small later. I don't have to eat according to a a time of meal, right? Four is a weird time. And I'm always like, oh, do I wait? But I know for me, historically, if I wait, I end up eating more than I'm comfortable with. And I'm grumpy waiting until, you know, if I'm hungry at four, why push myself till seven? Yeah just because it's dinner time. I love it. I think there's something to be said. In fact, I love vacations and I love summertime because I have a lot of people, especially like I still do some nutrition uh, coaching mm-hmm. and a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to start it because I'm going to be out of town. Yeah. Or, I don't want to start it yet because I have vacation plan. And I'm like, actually, that's the best time to start it because if you can navigate some of these choices and some of these scenarios, I call it situational eating, like where you're at a place that like you have no control over and like you have to figure that out and like figure out a way to have a somewhat healthy option and listen to your body's cues and have that experience. It's so valuable in learning to trust yourself. And so the idea that we have to wait until the circumstances are perfect in order to quote eat perfect is just, uh, to me, it's fragile. Like that scenario is fragile yeah. versus building your uh, like resiliency and building your grit to be able to navigate whatever situation. In fact, I love it. Like I'm like, yeah, let's practice going to Europe and not bringing anything. Yeah. Actually, it's, I don't know if I told the story before. It's so funny. So when I was dieting like crazy, I was so controlling of all my food. And we were going to the UK for like two weeks. Oh, boy. I was already super stressed because I'm like trying to research like traditional British fucking food and stuff. (laughs) It's like fish and chips. Yeah. And and now I'd like love it. I totally love fried food. But I was so stressed. And so I brought all these protein. Let me tell you a story. Oh, my God. So funny. So I brought all these protein bars with me, like literally probably 50 bars. And for some reason, they were all in my carry on. And there was like sugar-free like fart bars, like chocolate bars. We call them fart bars because it's like Baltitol bars. It just like fucks up your GI. So we have all these bars in a backpack. And I got it to Heathrow. And if your bag gets flagged in the um, like in the airport security, yeah. they have to take every single thing out of it oh, individually. Geez. Oh, no. <laughs> so my bag gets flagged. And they, and it's this short little, like, like older British woman. I think she was like straight up Harry Potter. She takes it over and she's like, okay, hon, we have to take this out. Like I can't do a British accent, but she's like, we take everything out. I'm like, okay. So she's literally one by one. I'm fucking mortified. (laughs) There's like this big table and there's all bars, a quest bars, like laid out, like individually. There's all these chocolate bars, like laid out individually. (laughs) So embarrassed. And she just goes... Wow, do you like snacks? <laughs> and I was like, uh, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> it's so fucking embarrassing. It's so you know, like you can tra- you can travel with snacks. I think it's one strategy that goes well, but it can be embarrassing be in that situation. Too. You're like, oh gosh, well, yeah. it can be a crutch too. Yes. It's like, oh my god, I can only have like because it is it's like I do like stuff like that because I do like having like sweet tasting stuff on hand. Yeah, yeah. Because for me, that curb that's like a constant curb of my like cravings. But yeah, that was over the top. And it was just, 
there's something too, just like going to a new place and like not having any of your like diet armor with you. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And going to other countries is one of the most difficult things. I remember we went to Asia, Cambodia, China, Thailand, and you couldn't find grilled chicken and vegetables. Like they're just, they don't have the options. And I was stressing out about that as well. And looking back, I'm like, I wish I just enjoyed like the exciting new food. And And we walked a lot and things were very different. Like we didn't have our workout routine, but we walked. And I think there's something to be said about being able to enjoy the experience and realize like your body's not going to make massive changes. You're not going to, you know, gain 60 pounds in a week. Um, Nothing's going to massively like be ruined that you can't undo. I mean, even if you just said like worst case scenario, you gain like, I don't know, 10 pounds in a week, right? Yep. First of all, most of it's water. There's no way you're going to gain. But also the only way that would even happen is if you did just say fuck it and you're like, well, I guess I'm just eating bad all week now and like and to totally leave all of your cravings and hunger unchecked and just like eat. I remember this one time Jade and I went to Seattle. It was after my very first competition. We went to Seattle for the first time. I had never been. He, he went to school there and literally we ate out at restaurants three times a day for seven days straight and and literally just filled ourselves to the brim every single time. I remember mm-hmm. like just, I couldn't even breathe at the end of these meals every <laughs> single time. <laughs> it was just like, sure. If you're going to do that breakfast, lunch and dinner at a restaurant yep. and filling yourself like to the point of like having to unbutton your pants every time. Like I always remember distinctly. Yeah. My body looked different after that week. Yeah. And then, but still, yep. But you have to do that. And that's what I think we're trying to help you get out of the mindset of is like, you don't have to do that. No, and you could still have a great vacation and still feel really satisfied and still feel really like you had an amazing time and didn't miss out on anything. Yep. So I think maybe I think it'd be fun to share what you and I do when we travel together. <laughs> Jill and I go like we've traveled together quite a few times and we get an Airbnb or a hotel and we, I don't think we've ever called ahead for a hotel to ask for a fridge or a microwave. Like no. we don't never, never, never cared about that. But if we're going to be a couple of days, we will usually go to grocery store, Trader Joe's, Whole Foods. And literally these are the things we get. Uh, bottles of wine, Sauvignon Blanc. What else we get? Salami or some kind of uh, meat. <laughs> <laughs> uncured meats and then like a cheese cheese tray or cheese platter and chocolate Some protein bars yeah yeah Some and protein, protein bars, bars. I remember yeah. we went to when did we go to park city it was like two Januarys ago <laughs> yes, yes. and I remember we got a whole bunch of candy and we just had these like bags of candy and they just sat out all the time yeah yeah they were just we laying were out you know and I loved that ex- the experience of that because it was like it just rem- it was so different than how I used to live which was like if there is candy bag open somewhere I just have to polish it all Mm -hmm, off mm -hmm. so that it's totally out of the way and I can like mentally not fixate on it now it's just like yeah you and I'd like walk by grab a handful like keep going like it lasted all week long yep which never would have lasted that long yeah before yeah and we just we just get that and then everywhere else we we just figure it out yeah yeah everyone else gets disgusted Everyone around us is like, why is there half protein bars yeah. all over the place? And like half little like, cookies and like... <laughs> like five bars open, wrappers open. and stuff. <laughs> so we do that. And then as far as workouts, like sometimes, you know, I've been traveling a ton. Sometimes I get a workout and sometimes I don't. I aim for three to four days a week. And on the days that I'm not working out, I'm, I'm aiming for like a long walk or something. I mean, I know there's days I'm in the airport. I may not get a workout in, but I look at my steps and a lot of walking in airports. I'm like, cool. I walked, you know, three miles today, basically just from gate to gate to gate. But for me, I have to be okay with that being enough. I don't want to be 
flying from the West Coast in the morning, landing on the East Coast at night because the time zone after sitting all day and then it being midnight and feeling like, oh my gosh, I still have to get my workout in and yep. beating myself up over that. I know for me, especially going through adrenal fatigue, that my sleep is more important than getting that workout in. And I know that the next day I could just start up again. Like, cool, I'll get into routine tomorrow. I don't have to like force it to try to mass- make everything get into a day that maybe it it's just that it's hard on your body. It's really hard on I your body. I think we also make the mistake of thinking like every sing like putting every single decision up on a pedestal like oh my god I like need to work out tonight because if I don't like I'm gonna look so different tomorrow and like we put so much emphasis on each decision and really like not that many things actually matter to be honest and I think you have to get to the place of like the minutiae of it to notice that like okay actually just there's like a couple big dial movers that like as long as I eat like vegetables today eat some protein like I walk or like move at some point like you literally are able to maintain your physique and maintain your health and fitness by doing just that little bit like it doesn't need to be this huge thing I remember saying, saying to Keith a couple weeks ago we were traveling in San Diego I was like you know I used to if I went to a conference or something for work if the conference started at like 8.30 or 9, I would be at the gym at 6 in the hotel room doing an hour of elliptical. And then at lunchtime, I would try and get in, like sneak in another like little workout at lunch. And then after the conference, I would go and do like another like 30, 45 minutes of cardio three times a day at a conference. Yeah. Because I'd be like, oh my God, I'm sitting all day and like yeah. whatever. And I, I can tell you, and I even said this to Keith, I was like, I didn't look all that different than I do now. Yeah. Yeah, like I maybe was like a little tiny bit leaner. Yeah. But it was a completely different life. So you're going on a big road trip next month. Yeah. And I'm going on a big road trip after you go. What are your thoughts going into? Because the road trip's a little different than flying, getting to a hotel room. Yeah. What are you guys doing as far as strategizing with food and and even work and yeah. all of that? How are we going to Yeah. So, it? I mean, I don't know how much work I'm going to be doing, to be honest. Like, I have a program going right now that I'm going to just, like, be keeping up with. But for the most part, I'm excited because one of the, my favorite things to do while traveling now is checking out new gyms. So, like, for me, it actually is a priority to get a lift in. But not, like, I don't need to be, like, working out all day. And I don't mm-hmm. need to get up at 6 a.m. to do it. But with Keith being as active as he is, like, both of us really enjoy, like, going to a new gym. And, like, if it's just a hotel gym, that's cool, too. But so we're going um, up the coast of California. We're stopping at a few places. And I want to, like, check out, like, whatever, like, gyms are there that are, like, different or cool or whatever. Get in a little workout. Then go on with the day. Um, Usually, you know, like, you and I have traveled enough that, like, I don't feel that urgency to be like, I got to get up and I got to get out the door by, like, 8 o'clock. Like, if we're on to the day's events by noon, that's good for me. Mm -hmm. So normally we, like, wake up and then, you know, go work out. eat breakfast shower up and then if we're like doing whatever we're doing that day by noon or one like that's perfect for me with the food situation oh I did buy dumbbells though so I bought a set of 20 pound dumbbells because I'm like oh these are pretty versatile because we're gonna be camping for part of it Uh uh-huh and so I was like all right that could be fun to like do a little like 10 15 minute metcon with dumbbells so I did bring those and walking is key for me and I know is for you like if I don't work out I'm just like cool I'll just like go for a long walk today no issues eating wise regular stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've traveled so much now that we will, I'll bring just like protein bars and stuff just to have on hand. But I like just being like, let's go to like an awesome restaurant in whatever town. So I, I mean, I'm not super stressed about that. Yeah. We're going to be on a road trip as well. And I haven't thought about the gym situation. I think that actually one of the things we've done, because we pretty much lived in a hotel in, in June was 
like finding the stairwells in the hotel, like the emergency mm-hmm. stairs. And we just do 20 minutes on the stairs and we're just going up and down. And then if there, if we feel like doing more, we go to the room and just do like 50 to a hundred sit-ups, 50 to a hundred push-ups. Do you just set then, your timer for like 20 minutes yeah. and get as many as you can in in 20 minutes? Yeah. That's so cool. we set the timer, go to the top and then go down and we end up kind of racing each other, which one of us wants to die. We both want to die, <laughs> like making it competitive. But yeah, it's just going up and down. And sometimes it's like skipping other a stair. Sometimes it's going fast. Sometimes yeah. it's just keeping a pace, but just 20 minutes straight of 26 floors or 14 floors or however many and seeing how many times you can get all the way to the top of the building and down. So that's kind of been our, our workout routine, uh, mostly because one of the hotels we stayed at, we realized the gym was just so sucky. Yeah. And I feel like stairs are so good for like your butt and legs and then cardio, it kind of hits it all. And then, yeah, we just go to the room and do some push-up sit-ups. If I was going to say, I did like a five-minute workout in Tulum. Like we were, mm-hmm. in, I was in Tulum and Airbnb and I had like the girls mastermind there all day. I did like a literally a five-minute workout. It was like, I don't know, push-up sit-ups, burpees and squats like you know what I mean it doesn't yep. need to be a lot if you get in a little bit like within five minutes I was like had a little tiny sweat on and that was it I was like yep. cool and then I think we're going towards Denver and Wyoming so we're planning on stopping at like some national parks and just doing hikes yeah. so instead of getting a gym we're just gonna go cool we're gonna stop at this place and maybe get in a five mile hike and have that kind of activity and then get going so yeah I think it's like yeah, you can find things that are outside. Maybe it's not the gym and it's maybe it's not your normal workout on your program, but you can still be active and still have fun and still like in the car, have protein bars and water and snacks and not go crazy and then still feel really great about yourself. Yeah. So how are you going to handle or how have you been handling your workload while traveling? I actually, I do find it harder. Workload is, workload can be harder, especially I, this is the one thing I've noticed recently is checkout time. So my ideal time to work, I'm not a big morning person. I like to kind of like you like to get stuff done in the morning. And then I like to start my work between 10 and 11 to like two. And unfortunately, if I'm traveling, that's a lot of times you have to check out by 10 or 11. So then you're trying to move to the next place or you're kind of just like pushing everything around. So that has been a little bit difficult and, you know, trying to manage time with my guy and like wanting to spend quality time together. It's like, sometimes we're like, Hey, we've just kind of said this to each other. Like I need one or two hours to like catch up on emails and stuff. So like before we go out, let's just hit work really hard and then we could cut it off at five, Um, which I probably should have worked longer than that. I probably could have gone to like seven or eight, but you know, I just have to set boundaries as well. So it can be a little trickier. And I will say when we were in Oregon, the internet was so difficult and bad. And one of our Airbnbs, I wanted to just flip out (laughs) and I had a meeting with a client and my zoom, like we were talking and it kept freezing. And so one of the things for me on travel is really making sure there's good internet because when I can't work. That's when I get really stressed out Totally. when I can't answer an email or respond to something that needs to get out or, uh, you know, any kind of tech stuff. That's what really makes me stressed. And I will go, okay, I'm leaving. I'm going straight to a Starbucks right now. Like I will leave and just find a Starbucks as soon as I can and get online. But, um, yeah, working can be, working can be a challenge and it also does require kind of like when people have to make time for exercise, I have to make time for getting work done. Totally. And so, yeah, yeah, it is hard. I mean, especially like it's cool that um, Jeff is also kind of in this like online kind of like space too, because you guys can like work from wherever together and you both have this like understanding. Yep. It's different a little bit with Keith because he doesn't yeah. like literally he's off work. He doesn't have anything to do besides sure. like have fun. Right. So um, 
that's been a little bit of a challenge for me. I've definitely worked less in the last year than I have in the previous 10 years, Mm -hmm. but I really try to be good at when he is at work for a 24 hour shift. Like I get so much stuff done. I'm actually way more productive Mm -hmm. than I've ever been because I'm kind of like, I feel like I'm on a deadline a little bit. I'm like, cause I know he has a day off or he is like, we're going on the trip or we're doing something. I want to be available. And he's cool. If I'm just like, Hey, I need to like work for like an hour. And he's like, cool. I can entertain myself. No issues. But I do tend to, I'm not really good about boundaries with that stuff. I'm like, yeah, let's go do that. Let's go do that. And like later on, I'm like, fuck, I should have worked for like an hour because I do get stressed. Yeah. If I'm like, if I leave things too long. So yeah, I'm still working through that actually. I'm still working through it as well. But I do also find that if I give myself a deadline that I tend to um, work harder and faster. Like I could get probably the same amount of work done in two hours that sometimes take me six or seven because I'm just dicking around, going from opening tabs and doing like stupid things that I probably am just wasting time on because I have the whole day. Remember when I worked for the city, we'd have eight hour shifts and I could get all of my work done in the last hour of the day. (laughs) So I would just really kind of dick around. I think everyone who works a 40 hour work week (laughs) gets their work done like an hour and a half a day. Yes. So I just dick around and and it's funny because they say like 80% of the work gets done in 20% of the time. And I always remind myself of that when I'm beating myself up going, oh, I should have done more today. I'm like, okay, you can get it done. It's just, you have to prioritize it and be disciplined and then sit down and focus. When I focus, I can get a lot done in a short amount of time, but it's a matter of making myself focus and do it. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, the road trips will be a little more different. Um, you know, when I'm traveling totally. flying, like I can sit in the airport and connect to Wi-Fi. On the plane, it's a little bit harder. But on the road, we'll see how that goes. Um, it'll definitely have to be, you know, times where maybe I pull over and stop at a Starbucks and get some work done. What but- do you think about completely disconnecting? I have never done it. And I'm like thinking about not for a long period of time, but like for maybe just like two days, like not being on anything. For two- I know it sounds like so stupid. It's like two fucking days. Like what's the big fucking deal? But like. I guess I'm just so used to and I am worried I'm going to miss something or like someone's going to need me. But, you know, I mean, like, honestly, everything would keep going without me. You know, my clients would be fine, like no issues. So I'm thinking about potentially when we're on the road trip, maybe for like 48 hours, just like turning my phone off or something. Uh, I mean, I'd be a little bit nervous for like like emergencies and stuff, but I'm like, I might just do it and see. I think you should. I think it'd be an interesting experiment to see how you feel. Kind of like... um Kind of like naked bike riding. Just see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, two years ago when we were in Mexico, remember we did like a full day and we had to leave our phones back at the hotel. Oh, yes. And we were going to like hang we out so with stressed. at the adult. Yeah. At uh, the orphanage and like play with the kids and stuff. And we left our phone. I remember the first 20 minutes was super stressful. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I totally forgot about it. Yeah. Yeah. I was so like annoyed. And they're like, we'll take your phones from you. And we had to give them to... Philip McKernan at the beginning of the day, like put the phones in a box and I'm like, oh, I just want it like you. And I was also noticing how much of a habit I would just, when I'm, I don't know, bored or something, I would just grab my phone and look at the notifications. Yeah, when there was like, like a just grab it. in the conversation or. I don't have as much problem, I'd say, because when what happened with Nate happened, I kind of disconnected for a little bit myself just because I was so devastated. I didn't want to go online. And so I kind of just stepped back and then I realized that the world kept going without me. <laughs> and I've also seen people who I'll see a post and they're like, sorry, I've been gone guys. And I was like, like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, even I didn't notice. notice. I know, so, <laughs> so I've realized that that's probably not a big deal if I disconnect for a little bit, like people yeah. most of the time don't notice. And maybe one or two were like, Hey, we missed you. I haven't seen you in a few days. I'm like, cool. Thanks. But that's a very, very small majority. We talked about this yesterday. Are you posting less 
on social media and your stories since being in a relationship? I am. I am too. I am. You know what? I feel that, um, one, I don't want him to feel that I'm doing this for show. Mm. And two, I'm just in the moment yeah. and living and I don't want to be like, I don't be like, wait, hold on. Let's put this up. I just feel like um, in some ways I want to keep some things like special and sacred between us. Like I have a public life for the most part and you do too. And I think sometimes he maybe might feel like I say, like we tell everything on the podcast. We do tell a lot, but <laughs> I think there's some things that are nice to keep private and keep to yourself. And so it feels good to kind of have that. And also, but not- we're also missing a lot of opportunities. Like even today I was sitting there going, we should have got a picture yesterday at the beach. I know. Like one of me and you at the beach, like would have been so cute. And yep. I was like, ah, I forgot. Yeah. I have not been thinking about it. Even in Vegas, we didn't get any. If we didn't. And like, who are we? <laughs> That's right. We even like we dressed up so cute for that dinner, and we're I like, know. "Why didn't we get a picture?" Yeah, we're just because we were in the moment, which yeah. I think is good. Yeah, yeah. But I definitely noticed them like ah, like so many missed opportunities. Yeah, but there was a night, and then even last week we were in San Diego with our guys, the four of us went out <sighs> to drinks, and everyone looked super cute. Yep, boys were dressed up a little bit, and when I say dressed up, I mean short sleeve collared. <laughs> Ruka, sure. they were like matching. They were matching. and vans and vans and pants. <laughs> Which is different than board shorts, but, <laughs> and I was like, oh, we should have got a picture of the four of us. I know, I know, but it's good. It I, is. you know, I wish we had the photos for sure, but I also am glad we were in the moment and not yeah. thinking like, oh, we have to Document do this for this. social. Yeah. Yeah. No. So it's an evolution. You know, I think when you look at, especially if you talk to your clients or my clients and they've been trying to build their online business for like six months and everything feels so important all the time. And then you get to a point where you've been doing it as long as we have like eight, nine, 10 years and you realize there's going to be seasons in your business. There's going to be times where you step back a little bit. There's going to be like incubator times. There's also going to be like just times where you're fucking super fired up and Mm -hmm. really creative and like, you know, you're posting on social multiple times a day. Like it just goes in cycles. And I think if you can honor it, you're going to have a lot better chance of the tenacity it takes to stay in the game versus I know a lot of my clients, if they miss like one day of posting, they're like, oh my God, I missed one day. And I'm like, it's like, you just have to get, you don't let that become a pattern. Mm -hmm. Like I think it's James Clear who says, never miss two days in a row. And I like that with everything. It's like, cool. It's not to say like, you can't like take two days off from the gym, but I like the idea of like, even if just never miss two days in a row. So if you're looking at a calendar Mm -hmm. and you have like, you're Xing off the days that you post on social, then you have a day that you don't just make sure you do it the next day. And even if you need to take the day after that off, cool, but then don't miss the next day. And it really, and so if you even think about that way, you still do whatever the thing is four times a week. You know, if you do, even if you do every other day, you're still doing it four times a week, whether it's posting on social, whether yep. it's working out, whether it's, you know, eating a salad, like whatever it is, it's like, cool, don't miss two days in a row. And I think that's for new newbies to the space. I think that's a good goal. It's definitely a good goal. Cause it's inertia, right? Like a body in motion stays in motion. A body at rest stays at rest. So as soon as you, and you know what this feels like, this if, if, if you haven't been on social, you haven't been posting, you haven't been doing the thing, you haven't been working out. That first workout back feels monumental. Yeah. That first post back, like, ah, oh, like it just takes so much activation energy to do it versus if you just like clip along, like, don't worry about it. Like miss a day here, miss a day there. Like not perfect. Cool. Like what's next? What's next? What's next? You're going to le- be likely to be so much more consistent with whatever you're trying to do. Momentum is so much easier to keep than it is to get. So totally. like once you're in it, 
Yeah, keep oh, going. Yeah. <laughs> keep going. Yep. Well, I love this. I'm curious about where people are going this summer, what kind of summer plans yeah, they have, doing? and if they stress out about food and exercise while eating, if they've done the fuck it thing, as I'm sure <laughs> most of us have, and if these strategies help or if there's other things you have to add. So if you just want to add to the conversation, we have a closed Facebook group at thebestlifepodcast.com, and we would love for you to subscribe and we haven't, we'd love to see more of your reviews. We really, really love the reviews and it helps the podcast grow. And any episodes you guys feel like somebody else would like to hear, we'd love when you share them with your friends. And that's it. We'll go for now. Happy summer. Happy summer, people. We'll see you soon. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.